Hey guys, welcome back to the Jaded Podcast, your weekly podcast about my life. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Jaded Podcast. If you are listening, the audio might sound different, but if you are seeing this on Instagram, um, I'm on Zoom and I'm doing my first interview with the beautiful Colleen Ward, who is, um, you know, I'm not going to be shady, um, (laughs) is competing for... Miss Universe Guyana. So yay. Yeah. So excited. Um, I just want to let y'all know, like, I met her via Instagram when I was competing for Miss World Guyana. So, you know, crazy. We had like a pre-conversation before, felt like I known her for the for all of my life. Um, so super excited to have you. Um, introduce yourself, let people know who you are, what you do. All right. Um, my name is Colleen Ward. I am from Georgetown, Guyana, but I currently live in New York City. And predominantly, this is where most Guyanese people live. So it's almost like little Guyana, believe it or not. Um, I did just graduate from NYU. I am getting ready for law school after the pageant, you know, because it is time consuming. Um, besides that, I do work as a contract paralegal. I do own two businesses. I own my own candle and dessert business so I'm really excited about that and I'm just really excited okay I'm excited for you but we're gonna get straight into it um okay when did you like start like getting into pageantry and why like Miss Universe Guyana so really funny story one day I was sitting on my couch and I believe this was 2015 when Pia won and there was so much going on with the Philippines and Colombia, and it was on the news. And I just happened to get in tuned with it. And I didn't really know what Miss Universe was or was about. So I did go and do some research about what Miss Universe stands for. And I was like, oh, wow, it looks like I can do this. And I was right because I wouldn't be here. So I started with my first pageant back in 2017, and that was Miss New York USA. I did not place. Um, because I wasn't trained, I kind of just went, I got a gown, I got the outfit they taught me, um, told me to go it. get, it kind of just did it, just threw myself in there, I didn't really know, I knew what they were looking for, but I didn't know what they were looking for, I like learning my lesson the hard way, but <laughs> I really did enjoy the experience, and then I stopped, I said, I'm going to do my next pageant after I finish college, because it really is time consuming, and there was no way that I'll be able to um, go to school and compete in a, ca- in a pageant and be there when they needed me to be available. Just no way. I went to NYU. You have to be there. They don't care if you were meeting Obama. You need to be in class. So, yeah. So that was pretty much it. So I did come back to pageantry back in 2020. I was going to compete for Miss Earth Guyana. However, COVID happened, so I never got the opportunity. And then... Um, I kind of just kept training, kept training, kept training. Like, when is Miss Universe Guyana going to come back? And so and behold, before I turned 28, they happened to come back. I said, I'm doing it. There's nothing in this world that I'm not ready for or don't want. And obviously, this happened on time because it's my time. Yes. Oh, and it is really your time because... It is my time. Y'all can see her. She is like pageant-ready, pageant prep. It, it, it's also her birthday. So... Yeah. Birthday dinner. If you're looking Thank so you. far, come back to the Instagram and like just type happy birthday, wish her happy birthday. Um, But I wanted to get into 
you said um you are you went to NYU and you're going to law school tell me yeah. about why do you want to become a lawyer like what is it about so law that, like, drives what you? most people don't believe about me and I don't carry this on my shoulder because I did get the help that I needed but since I was young I was sexually abused inside you know you know, outside of my house. And then I was like mentally, physically, emotionally abused inside of my house. So I didn't really grow up in a safe environment mm -hmm. until I was like 18. And I was able to free myself. Um, to sum it up a little bit, the attorney that did take on my case did take me on since I was in high school. She made sure that I finished high school. She made sure that I got into the college of my choice. And she also made sure that I got into law school of my choice. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like if it wasn't for her, I have no idea what I want to be. And I really believe that because she believed in me, I believed in myself and nothing is off limits to me. And that is something that I want to give back by telling my own story. Because when people see me, I want people to know that it's really not impossible. I did not come from money. I did not come from love. I did not come from, you know, this make-believe place that people think they I came from now that they see me and I'm so well-spoken, I'm so well-dressed, I'm so well put together. I had to work very hard to become the woman that I am. Yeah, I am so sorry to hear that, but I am glad you like kind of got out of, you know, you took that and you ran with it and you stuck through yeah. all of the adversity that you have faced um, and you're here now to tell the story. You got accepted to law school. That is huge. It's, a, it's a big deal. And um. One thing that I would like to share is just what makes me go even harder is just when I do share my story, especially with um, other women of color, they also have a similar story. And yeah. sometimes they, they tell the story so fluently that you would almost think it's normal in the African-American, you know, Black community that these young girls are being touched on and uh, the women, the men who are doing it are getting away free or you know, people are more likely to take their side. And it's like, why is this a generational thing for us that keeps happening? Why are there no rules and regulations that are stopping this from happening? Why are there no programs to for these women to get help for? Not even for the women who are being abused, but most importantly, for the men who are doing the abusing. Yeah. And most importantly, for the women who allow men to abuse their kids because they don't feel love. There are no resources. Yeah. Or if they are, there are limited resources to people of color to stop the generational trauma. Now, I can openly say that whatever I have been through, whatever gener generational trauma that I have been through, it stops here with me. My kids will never experience most of the things that I have been through because I am well aware of things that are happening, how to prevent things that are happening, and I do have resources if I need to use them. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that it's, you know, it's stopping with you and just thinking and how future thinking you are about the fact that this is deeper than like, you know, just getting, getting help for the entire community, the community yeah. for the men and the women. Cause a lot of times, um, you know, people just say, oh, we need to, you know, have programs for the women, have programs for the women. But what about the men that are doing these things? It's because exactly. it's some sort of trauma um, people don't shine that. a light to it. Yeah, people don't people shine don't a light to it. Yeah. And the most people who need help are the men who are causing yeah. the damage to the women. Exactly. You know, women are the product of not the men getting help. Exactly. So, so it's like you have to help the, 
it, and it's kind of counterintuitive, but you have to help the abuser so that the next person isn't a victim, you know? Exactly, so exactly. Definitely like that. And I love that you are, you know, you're going to law school and that's something that you want to focus on while you're there. I'm exactly. And making sure that this just ends right now um, and being an advocate for that as you kind of grow in your career. This is wonderful. This is so amazing. Exactly. And I also feel like once I share my story with the world and, you know, we're starting here today is I hope a lot of other women will come forward I want you to know, I want them to know that the door is open. And if I can get you some help, I will get you some help. And if I can't, I will find someone who can. You know, you are not alone. And, you know, if I can make it, you can make it. Yes. And I love that. I love that. Um, And on a lighter note, um, are you in Brooklyn or Queens? I'm in New I'm in Manhattan, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Manhattan girl. I'm a little on the bougie side. (laughs) You know, I went <laughs> to New York and stayed in Manhattan. But I said to myself, like, if I ever go back to New York as an adult, um, I want to stay like in Manhattan and like do all the like bougie girl things. Because like, I mean, yeah. I'm used to like, being in Brooklyn, getting on the train. No, I want to like do the things, like go to dinner. Um, there's this place it's on my my hit list for New York, Kwame's, um, Chef Kwame's restaurant, Tatiana. It's like brand yeah. new Michelin star, um, black owned Michelin star restaurant. I was like, I have to do it. Like, I've got to go. Right. I love Manhattan. I love yeah, I, You cannot pay me to go to Brooklyn. Are you no. <laughs> I, I do go to Queens a lot because my most of my family is in Jamaica, Queens. You know, oh, that's little Guyana. Yeah. But Brooklyn, no. Oh, my gosh. She said, I'm not going to <laughs> no. go to New York a lot. Kind of didn't like going to Queens. Love staying in Brooklyn, yeah. though. Love being around Brooklyn. Um, but with that, you said your family's in Queens. Um, what is like your favorite Guyanese dish? Top Ooh. two. My favorite is uh, I love bakes in the morning. Yes, with salt fish, and then I love um, white rice with dal. Oh my god! You yes. don't like? Yes, no, I love it. I haven't had it. Okay, long yeah. Time. I, I love it. It just goes hands to hand. I try not to eat it too much because then I will like probably blow up. But that's one <laughs> of my you. favorite meals. <laughs> I feel you know. I can definitely attest. I love a good bacon saltfish. I learned how to make yeah. bacon um earlier this year, and I can't stop now. Yeah, um, I learned I, I learned how to cook a little bit back during COVID because mm-hmm. I was here during COVID. I was actually stuck here. They like closed the borders, so it yeah. was just me and my grandma. And she did teach me a few things. So, yeah. That's really good. So, yeah, I love, you know, I love Guyanese food. I tell people all the time, Guyana has the best curry. Argue with your mom. Uh, Uh, We we do. We Right. Sorry. (laughs) But we really do. Um, But, yeah, I'm, like, so excited for this pageant. Like, can we get, like, a sneak peek of, like, what does the dress look like? Like, you know, give us a... (laughs) I I am excited. I am going to tell you my dress this year was very expensive. And I did get it from Vietnam. And when... Yeah, one from Vietnam and one from Thailand. And because, you know, when they dress, they dress. And I said, if I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up, I'm going to show out in my best self. Um, Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's gold. It's beautiful. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. Um, For the people that are listening that are not within pageantry, like, this is a big deal. Like, a big deal. This is beautiful. The girls, like, want, you know, those. But, like, getting your dress from overseas 
is a big deal. A huge deal. Like if you watch Miss Universe, you will know that like the Vietnam Vietnamese girls they place and those dresses are beautiful. So yeah, I am just I'm it's, excited. It's I wish a big I could be deal. I really wish I could be there in person. But when the director told me when it actually was, I'm like uh, Labor Day weekend it might not be in Guyana. Make it, yeah. <laughs> You know, it happens. It might be in Ecuador, though. I don't know. We'll see. Um, because they haven't dropped the date. We don't know the date. I believe me. it's November eighteenth. Okay, so they did perfect. Okay. Yeah, from Miss well, Universe, November eighteenth to a week. I think the twenty second something. It's a week, so yeah. I whatever. Yeah. So right, right before Thanksgiving. That's perfect. Pretty actually. much. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so Ecuador. If anyone wants to sponsor my flight, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my girl. Um, but yeah, so I think one of the last things I want to like ask and like just kind of get you in the mindset for the pageant. If people don't know, like question and answer is a big thing. Interview is a big okay. thing. Yeah. Um, and I want to see if I want to hear your answer to this one. Um, so if you win Miss Universe Guyana, how would you work to demonstrate that this is an empowering and progressive organization? Well, as someone who holds a degree in political science, I've always believed that women belong in places where decisions are being made, especially women of color, because if not, who else is going to represent us? Um, I want to educate others on how to cultivate their own mental health and most importantly, create a safe space where everyone's so comfortable and, you know, reaching out and asking for help. And if I was to become the Miss Universe Guyana, this would be my mission. And um, if I am here today because someone believed in me and I just want all of the young women to know that I believe in them. And that's pretty much it. That's just my platform. I am doing the work for myself and educating myself and I want to educate everyone else on what's going on around the world. I love it. I love that answer. Very Miss Universe Guyana. <laughs> have the crown um, <laughs> um so I think one thing that I know when I competed in pageantry is that it was expensive how would you say like you get around that like what is it like getting sponsors what is this what does it cost like pageantry is expensive and we want to know like what does it cost that's a loaded question all right um okay well let me break it down what <laughs> What does pageant prep cost? Because here on the Jaded Podcast, we always talk about money and we, you know, we kind of always dive into like financial literacy and topics of that sort. So what is pageant prep in itself, like good pageant prep, grade A pageant prep cost? So for, for others, I'm not too sure. So I'm just going to speak on my own experience. Um, for me, because I have worked with um, a lot of people in Colombia, Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people from Dominican Republic, I am getting a sponsorship discount. Like my interview prep is free. And she just wants um, me to shout out her business, which is I'm really grateful for that. My walking is being paid for at a discounted rate. The only thing that I did have to pay for, for the most part, is my wardrobe mm -hmm. and um, the fees to compete for Miss Universe Guyana. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um so what would you say, like, because I know what the fees are like, just in general, like for because mm -hmm. Miss Georgia, those are, that's expensive. Um, and it's great that you have a sponsorship for walking and for, um, 
for your interview prep because those can get very expensive. Um, yeah. But for wardrobe, that's one of the biggest things. Like we have to look good. This is, yes. even though I think people like see girls that are in pageants as like these beautiful women, they like look good and you know, that's all they are. But no, it's deeper than that. Like a lot of- A women, lot deeper than that. A lot of women that compete in the on the universe stage, they are very well educated. They are, you know, ambassadors for their countries, doctors, lawyers, accountants, um, you know, judges. These women have careers. Um, so when it comes to like looking good, like how would you say like what- financial advice would you give to the girls that are that want to get into pageant pageantry but don't have like a lot of funds like where would you like tell them to shop like what's that advice firstly I would tell them if you have any friends in pageantry like me I would I simply would go to my friend and say hey um I see that you wore this outfit before would you be okay if I wore it to Miss Universe or Miss Georgia or whichever pageant you're referring to. Let's let's start there. Let's try to use all the resources that we have. And we can start with the friends that we have first. If you have any friends that dress extremely well, hey, I'm competing for this pageant. Would you be okay with lending me a few things? Um, secondly, if you have the time, I would say try to pick up another job, start a side hobby. Anything you can do to bring in that extra income that can help you buy the wardrobe that you need, you should definitely do. But I would basically start with using all the resources that you have, which is the people close to you first. Yeah, I love that. I um, I love that idea. Just kind of reaching out to your friends, your fashionista friend, because she might have yeah. the outfit for you that works. Somebody that shares the same shoe size because those shoes are so expensive. And they are. Them again. <laughs> they <laughs> are. Wore, I actually wore my pageant um platform heels to a gala because I know mm -hmm. it was room only and mm -hmm. they're comfortable to stand in. Um and I was with a friend and she's like, Why are you like are your legs fine? Like, girl, like why are your feet on her? I'm like, cause I'm in my pageant platforms, like I'm yeah, do this all night. Um Chinese so laundry does hurt though. They I do. don't have like, Chinese laundry, but they do hurt. <laughs> I've heard about the Chinese laundry. They do hurt. I have like some, another knockoff brand, but like those, they hurt a little like after, but I was standing for like three hours and I was fine. Like we were walking around. Mm -hmm. I was pretty good. Um, But yeah, I like, I definitely like that. That is like such a Jada gem. Um, And speaking of Jada gems, um, what is your Jada gem for this episode? Um, I'm not going to drop one, guys. She's going to give you guys a Jada gem. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. If you're ever feeling lost and like you don't know what to do with your life. And I feel like most people our age feels that way. But one of my favorite authors is J.D. Jake, J.D. Jake. And he said, if you can't identify your purpose, identify your passion because passion will lead you to your purpose. And that's really important because if you can find both, you can find out who you are as an individual. And you will stress yourself out less about who you are. Yes, I absolutely love that. I love that. And I love this interview so much. My first interview with, Yay! You know, I've known for so long in an industry that I absolutely love and adore for competing for a country, the country that made the both of us. Um, yes. I'm super excited. Love this. Um, happy birthday again. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Is there anything you want to shout out your social media, anywhere that they can find you um, before we wrap it up? Yes. If any of you guys are looking to root for me for Miss Universe Guyana and potentially Miss Universe, if I win, you can find me at Colleen MW. And that's my Instagram. And for Facebook, my Facebook is Colleen Ward. 
Yay. Thank you so much. And You're guys, welcome. I will leave all the links for you guys to go vote for her because there is a voting um a people's choice award as well. So I will leave all those links below. So thank you guys so much and have a great rest of your Tuesday when y'all listen to listening to this, but it's Friday when we're recording it. So bye guys. Okay. <laughs> bye. Have a great one.